Hello and welcome to the Wildflower Stories podcast. I'm Jess, your host, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me here today. Wildflower Stories is all about the power of a single story and how we can learn a lesson from every person's story if we give them the time to share. Today, I'm giving one of my longest standing friends, Beck Ferrer, a voice to share her story with us today. Beck is a breath of fresh air to whoever has the pleasure of meeting her. She's a sweet-natured, charismatic gal who is also a killer singer and worship leader. She happens to be one of my favorite people in the world. So I'll let her do the talking. Let me welcome the beautiful Beck to our conversation today. I have one of my best friends here. Rebecca Ferrer with me, joining me today on the podcast. I feel so privileged to have her on. Welcome, Beck. Oh my gosh, hello. I can't stop smiling. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Beck and I have been oh, childhood friends um, and we grew up together and she's mm-hmm. literally my bestie um, and we've gone through a lot of life together yeah. and I just love her so much I love um (laughs) it's gonna be one of those episodes hey where we're just gonna cry (laughs) every second um but yeah she's just an incredible person um someone who a lot of young women look up to and um yeah I'm just so thankful you're in my life um so tell me what is because we've known each other for Mm -hmm. many many years I thought um what better question to ask than this what is your most fond memory of us as kids yes okay yeah so what I have known you since literally since you were born like one Mm -hmm. or two maybe or maybe three but like yeah super young I have a lot of memories of us but I would say one of my favorite memories of us including Amanda my sister yes. as well yes um was we used to have a lot of sleepers mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember um and in particular we or our sleepers sleepovers were actually um we built forts so it wasn't just like a normal yes. sleepover they had forts so we would set up chairs and sheets and I don't know if my memory as a child is distorted or if it's how it was but I just remember the entire like lounge room being like covered in blankets covered yes yeah so that's definitely one of my fondest memories of us as kids yeah like, I love the sleepovers and we'd watch the donut man yes is that what it was called? Yes, it's like this corny Christian like, kids TV show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was the best. It yes, was, I definitely yeah. remember our thoughts. That was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, so many memories. Um, <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's in your family, where you grew up, what you do now, anything else you'd like to mention? Sure. So I am 27 years old. Wow. Ooh, I was la going la. to say 26. Three years away from 30. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm 27 years old. I'm saying that boldly because I'm learning to be bold in my age because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. Amen. No, no, learn to love it. Learn Do it. Love it. Yes. So, 27. Um, yes, yeah, so it's just my parents and my sister, Amanda, who is like, my best friend as well as you um yeah and oh where I grew up so western Sydney so I grew up um my parents loved moving around when we were younger so 
I mean, I still grew up in the same area. It was the same area. West Hoxton, (laughs) Hoxton Park, Hill, Green Valley, um, where else? Preston's, not Preston's, all close to Preston's. But pretty much anywhere in that area, we grew up in. So we moved, what, 13 times? Crazy. We were the same. We moved around all the time as well. Must be a thing, I don't know. Mm. But yeah. And um yeah, what I do now, so I'm just working at the moment. So I graduated this year, beginning of this year. It didn't really feel like a graduation because of COVID and everything mm. that's going on, but which is okay. What did you graduate? I graduated with a, with a degree in music, which is very nice. I loved it. So cool. All two years of studying music, absolutely loved it. Best decision. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I graduated and um now I'm just currently working at a gym and I'm working at Centlink and writing music when I can and doing gigs here and there. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> and praise God that you did get a job during COVID. Hey, I like know. you were you were a bit worried there for a while. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would have been great to get something in the music industry, um, but I guess uh, just these times it's been a little difficult. Mm. But I'm still believing that I will be shortly. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this is actually the first time I am interviewing someone since COVID began in person. So it's so nice, like actually seeing you and chatting with you, um, because I've really missed that. Um, so Beck, let's talk about relationships, Mm -hmm. um, and singleness. Mm -hmm. So in the Christian world, it's common for people to get married in the early adult years, Um, And that often leaves single people, even in their late 20s, like yourself, feeling like your life is on a timer to find the right guy and have a family. And I know that it can be a hard thing to talk about publicly, but I would love to hear your thoughts about what you expected your life to look like relationally in your late 20s to what it looks like now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a question. Um, Definitely, if I was talking about this, maybe three years ago I would have it would have been a different answer like I would have definitely been struggling answering it um but I guess yeah growing up in a Christian household it's kind of like the common thing where Christians like they get married young um yeah so that was I guess when I was younger I'd always think that I'd get married when I was like I don't know, 21, 22, mm. have children by like 23, 24. I look back now and I'm like, bro, you don't even know. You're so young and immature. Like you you wouldn't have been ready anyway. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, thank God I didn't. I feel like none of us are though. But yeah, yeah I, I know, get, true. I get like never mean. ready, right? Yeah. That's so true. But me personally, not mm. like, not, I'm not speaking generally. No, no, yeah. yeah. Personally, yes. Yes. The way to go at that age. Mm. Um, yeah, so I definitely thought I'd be married you know five six years now with three four children you know like literally which is obviously like still a dream and I will eventually um but yeah now I am single and yeah not dating um not pursuing a partner at this stage mm. um obviously still open and willing but um knowing as well that you know God will bring upon when it's the right time and just being content with where I am and enjoying life where I am and I think that um in being single like I've learned a lot of things about myself that I don't think I wouldn't have I would have been able to if I was yeah. dating or even married so I really am it's difficult like I mean previously difficult and still can be at times like don't get me wrong like there are times where I'm like oh wow I'd like a man but it's okay mm. but um I think I'm also grateful to God um, that he has like opened my eyes 
to see the world and like yeah learn things about myself that yeah I wouldn't have known if I had gotten married Mm. and what a so you said like there was obviously some things that you had to learn in your early 20s that would have I guess made you I guess not ready for marriage yeah um a lot of growth yeah what was what were those things even now that you've had to learn yeah being single that you wouldn't have learned being married of course yeah well I think um but when I came out of high school I was in constant relationships so Mm -hmm. like one after another after another so I almost built this dependency on having a guy to kind of lean on and a lot of like the relationships that I was in um yeah weren't always the best for me and it was very distracting um I didn't prioritize things that I should have um so I think coming out of it just being like growing in maturity I guess in in prioritizing um what is best for me instead of Mm. I guess in the moment pleasures in terms of just like enjoying like when I was in uni like I was studying previously um teaching and I was so distracted like university was not my priority like I was so distracted by this boy and I was like that's like I look back now and I'm like that's so silly like it's wasted time in a way where I could have been focusing on my uni focusing on things and prioritizing prioritizing my studies and yeah and church life and whatever and it was like so preoccupied with um relationships Mm. um but yeah so I guess like learning to not um have that dependency on having like a partner and being like okay with that that's it Mm. yeah that's so good what um because obviously you've had a lot of conversations with people that go along the lines of, um, so when are you getting married? When are you yeah. going to settle down? So my yeah. question would be, how do you think we as a Christian community can get better at supporting and not belittling people, particularly women who get married later in life for various reasons? Yeah. Um, I think again, like with the Christian community, like because it is so common, it's a question that just gets asked all the time, which is fine. And I know that when people ask you, it's not out of like to make you feel bad for not being in a relationship. Um, But I do think it's, it's nice to not be asked sometimes. Like not that I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like they're asking me again. Like I'm I'm not that kind of person anyway. So if you ask me, like I'm more than happy to like tell you, Hey, it's great. Like, no, I don't have a man, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's nice to just like, like for me personally, anyway, it's not like finding a man is not my priority at the moment. Mm. It's yes, it's definitely a desire that I do want to have a man, but it's not like, oh, this is, this is what I want. And I'm so desperate for it. And I need this man in order to feel complete or like, you know, to get my life started where it's like, well, no, I don't. So Mm. when you're asking me like, or when a person is, like, asking me, like, oh, you know, when are you going to settle down? Or have you found a man yet? I'm like, no, but, like, do you think that that's the only thing that's on my mind? Yeah. Like, trying to find a man, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, with that said as well, like, it's okay for people to ask too. Like, I understand it's, like, a conversation starter or people just are interested, which is fine as well. Um, but, yeah, I just think there's there's other topics to talk about. Like, you, it's not all about you know when you're in your mid-20s late 20s and you're not dating it's not life isn't just all about when am I going to find a man yeah very true yeah yeah do you think that kind of makes you feel like 
that's the kind of thing that people define you by like in general yeah I would say to a degree I mean I remember my um grandfather before he passed away I didn't really know him that well but we had a uh we had a Christmas family gathering um and he was like asking me if I was dating or married and all every single one of my cousins have a relationship yeah. or in a relationship or married or dating um and he asked me and I was like oh no I don't and I remember um him saying like what's wrong with you and I'm like wow, wow. like actually nothing like mm. I'm complete by myself like whether or not I have a partner like that does not define me and that does not make um I mean it's a beautiful thing to be in a relationship but it doesn't make you any better or any worse than yes. you are like yeah. each to their own um yeah I do to a certain degree yeah. mm. wow cool thank you for answering that because I no, know it right. can be can be an uncomfortable topic yeah, no, but we need fine. to get better at talking about it yeah um let's shift gears a little so for those who know you um, know that you are a phenomenal singer, songwriter and worship leader um, and most importantly you have a beautiful soft heart toward God that is something I've always admired about you. Mm-hmm. So how do you use your gift of music and worship to glorify God? That's beautiful. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah I mean I always come back to this book that I read and it sounds so silly because I actually don't remember the name or the author. It was a long time ago that I read it. But this just one little, like, paragraph stuck out to me. And this person was talking about glorifying God. Mm. Um, and he said, and like, it was based off the Bible, for, Bible verse in everything you do bring glory to God. Um, and he was saying, like, literally everything. Like, even when I'm walking down the road, like, I take one step and it's like, praise him. And the other step is amen or praise him hallelujah like like every step that I take is glorifying God and I was like that's so true I mean it's not like super profound but I was just like in my own life I'm like wow there's just so many ways that we glorify God and in everything mm. that we do like even wrapping your head around everything that we do mm. and so in regards to like my music um when I'm writing lyrics or writing a song like whether or not it's specifically a worship song or a song about an experience or a journey that I'm going through it's glorifying God through what I'm writing um you know and there's some seasons where I might journal and that's like me glorifying God when I'm writing still like in the creative I guess um sphere Mm. or when I'm playing piano like I went through a season where I was playing piano quite often and uh, the same the same thing like glorifying God through that so I guess like there's just so many different means that we can glorify God yes. it's not just I guess singing a worship song like there's just it, mm. it's limitless you know which is beautiful and I think it's so like beautiful that it can be um it can also depend on I guess the season you're in very and, like, true the way you what you glorify God it's mm. different. yeah that's a really good point you make because I think like um for example, people who um, ha- like worship leading is um, their their ministry gift, and then for a season they have to step away from it for a while. Um, yeah. You know, for whatever reason, family commitments or whatever. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like that's what I've had to do. You know, in the past yeah. couple of years since having kids, and you kind of have to go through a bit of an identity shift because mm. you realize actually. Worship leading is not what defines me. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, my worship is much more than that. Of course. And yeah. so simply putting on worship music and just letting the music 
flow through the house while I'm washing the dishes or yeah. you know playing with my girls or whatever like yeah. that that is what worship has become yeah. for me so it's it's true what you say it is so dependent on the season you're yeah. in it will look different every season Definitely. and it's important to to take hold of that yeah um, of course. I really admire you too I remember when you went through your um, modules and I remember you telling me like obviously it was a, such a difficult time for you mm. because you weren't able to sing or like sing as much as you would have liked to and I remember you saying that you had to learn that worship was in so many other forms and just like singing yeah. and I really like yeah I, I still remember that like I was so admired by like your strength in that mm. season like because I can't imagine like that would be so difficult mm. but yet you were like um powering through it and learning like how to worship God yeah ways. it's funny that you mentioned that because so often I forget that I had nodules mm. once upon a time because it was a long time ago and yeah like you said I had to step away from singing on stage mm. for a long time and um it really humbled me <laughs> that yeah. season really humbled me yeah. um but I think it's in those seasons where worship becomes so much more genuine hey like do you find that when you you are going through a really tough season that that your worship becomes more real yeah yeah definitely Mm. yeah yeah so cool okay Rebecca Ferro (laughs) what are the biggest insecurities and challenges you have overcoming in your adult years so far Mm. how can you encourage younger women to overcome insecurities of their own Mm. yeah this is a big one because I have had insecurities a lot of insecurities growing up and I'd like to say that they're all gone but they're not but that's okay you know we always battle through them and I guess maybe they don't always go away but we Mm. learn to just deal with them Um, yeah that's a good point yeah but I guess one big what was the question sorry you uh, so what are the biggest insecurities and challenges you've yeah. had to okay, overcome? Yeah. So one of one of the biggest ones I would say I'm still overcoming. I wouldn't mm. say I've completely overcome mm. it. Um, but it would be um, comparison, mm. not comparing your walk to someone else's. Um, that yeah. was, that's a big one that I did struggle with, still struggle with, may probably still struggle with. Um, but I guess like we're all on the journey. But I think it's... Learning to be, and I said this before, but content in the season that you're at. And I think so ta- so many times, like, we, we always end up looking at where someone else is or their journey. And I know everyone's like, you know, the social media front, it's not always what meets the eye, which is mm-hmm. true. But I, I like to think of it like whether or not it's what is reality or not, it comes down to am I content with who I am? Am mm-hmm. I content with where I am in how I look, in how I speak? Am I content in that? Irregardless of if other people are doing X, Y, and Z, if other people um, have a front on on social media mm-hmm. or if it is their reality, that's irrelevant. The point yeah. is am I content with who I am? And, um, yeah, that's a thing that I struggle with, like, a lot. Um, but I'm definitely on the journey with I guess, discovering my own identity in Christ and being okay with, like, the gifts that God has given me and also knowing, like, if I am comparing myself and I am struggling in an area where I feel like someone is better than me with public speaking or anything, then do something about it. Like, there's no point complaining about mm. it. Like, if you're if you're not happy, you're not content, then better yourself. Like, like really take some skills in public speaking or in, in singing or in songwriting and better yourself. 
so you don't have to complain one um and also on the flip side if it's something out of your control like okay how how you look then it's like learn to be okay learn to love yourself learn to love your skin learn to love your smile like mm. learn to love it and be content because at the end of the day like I know as cliche as it sounds, it's like God really looks on the inside. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Like, yeah. like okay, yeah, the human eye is going to see beauty and, like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as they say as well. So everyone's going to define beauty as a different, like, differently. Um, but I think, like, at the end of the day, it's like, am I beautiful on the inside? Like, that's the most important thing that I need to think about, mm. especially when I'm comparing myself with how other people mm. look. And um, But, yeah, like, it's def- I'm definitely still on a journey. I do not have it all together 100% but that's um one thing I guess um I'm learning comparison mm. um yeah that's probably like a big insecurity of mine um there is one more I'm just gonna share just because yeah, yeah I have a lot of struggles <laughs> another one um of course yes another one I guess is um don't feel like your past is wasted time I know I said that before and I went through mm. a journey where I had felt like I could have been prioritizing x y and z and I wasn't um but I think like in the past like God will God will teach us lessons that we may not would have been able to learn if we didn't go through it so So I think just still yeah even the struggles and the things that we have gone through that may not have been the greatest like still no like learn like realize that there's still so much good that can come out Mm. of it and I think like it's so funny I was in a work meeting um a couple of weeks ago and we we're going around uh, the room and people were asking like they're like oh look at the silver lining like just see you know what the good can what good can come out of a bad situation so we're talking about work um, situations um, and I said something at the end of that um, conversation that we had and I was like oh but you know what it's great that there's always something good that can come out of it and this lady like turned around and was like oh actually no like I don't think that there's good that can come out of every bad situation and I was like taken back and I didn't want to have like a discussion and debate Mm. there but I was like wow like she actually thinks that there are some things that no good can come out of and I don't know Mm. if it's a Christian thing but I'm like well I disagree because whether or not it's a growth growth for us or an increase in strength it's also something that we can learn that we can encourage others in or that we can teach others not to go down that path Mm. like they're a hundred percent and I'll still stand by that there's always good that can come out of that situation yeah so I definitely have that in my mind when I think of the past my past mistakes and then also the fact that out um sometimes as well like you can get so caught up in the future in like oh like I need to do x y and z and of course you can have dreams and goals and a hundred percent like I believe in that and I do that myself I Mm. practice that as well but I think also the beauty in um focusing on the present and prioritizing the present and the time time that you have in the present as well because it's like the past you can't change the future you can change but it starts by what you do in the present no point worrying about it yeah um but yeah still um a work in progress as we all are but yeah I love that and I think um in relation to what you were saying before about um good coming out of a bad situation Mm. it's it's all about perspective isn't Mm, it because that lady um probably wouldn't have had much of a a positive outlook Mm. um on any given situation but when you do have that openness to see Mm. the good see the silver lining that's when you see the good out of a situation um like for example like I I um when going through my mental 
health journey, mm. um, having depression as a teenager, I remember thinking, this is going to help someone one day. Yes. Um, and little did I know that I would be in the car with my sister who was having an anxiety attack, mm. going through depression herself yeah. and and counseling her through it because yeah. I'd been there um and it's so true like and then other people who have other ugly situations happen and and not to undermine those situations at yeah. all people go through hell um but yeah they they really can be beauty because yeah. God turns all things out for good yeah um for those who love him yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, like you said, it could be, um, a thing that people of faith Mm, see, um, but you know, it's something that we can hold on to and inspire others to, to have that perspective change as well. So, um, what does the future look like for you? What are some dreams you have for the years to come? Yeah. Well, um, loaded question. I guess the future. <laughs> <laughs> what does the future look like for, for me? Um, I guess I I really don't know to be honest. I'm mm. just gonna be so frank. Like be, <laughs> be as know. honest as you can. <laughs> I so really true. don't know, and I think like I pray this. I pray about this all the time. I'm like God. I don't know where I'm gonna be in next year three years time but I just pray that wherever I am is where you want me to be mm. that that's that's, that's my prayer, prayer. Yep. whether or not I I um believe it's the best for me you know in this season or whatever like Lord just place me where you want me to be like and I know that is that is the 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 greatest place where I will find blessing and flourish in and that yeah that's the the prayer of my heart um I of course have dreams um I love music I love writing I love anything under the creative umbrella and I pray that I will be in that industry doing yeah. what I love yeah in whatever capacity that it looks like whether it's inspiring others or writing my own music or mentoring and whatever it is that's that's where I would love to be and God mm. knows the desires of my heart um and I pray that I will be there and I will obviously take the steps and that I need to take in order to get there and better myself and um, continue like growing in that area. Um, and yeah, but then just knowing like, yeah, I do my part and God does his part and he directs me wherever um, I'm meant to go. So. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I have one last question for you. I know this is a little offhand, yeah. but how could you, like you were talking a bit before about contentment. Mm. How could you encourage someone who is discontent with their life or their season? Yeah. I mean, I'm still finding out how to to do that myself. But the number one thing I will say is bring it to God. Because Mm -hmm. I think God has a way of opening our eyes and allowing us to see things differently to what we Mm -hmm. see. Um, more often than not, there's so many times where I'm complaining to God about where I am and how I look and all these things that we all go through, we all struggle. Um, and God just has a way of realigning my thoughts. And, wow. I, and I guess a lot of the time it always comes down to the bigger picture where it's like, okay, number one, back. it's not about you. Yeah. It's not even about how you feel. Okay. It's about the bigger picture. Like wow. who... 
am I glorifying God? Am I bringing people to Christ? Am I inspiring others to love God, to follow the word of God, Mm. to love God wholeheartedly, to worship God in spirit and truth? Am I doing that? That's what I need to be focusing on, not focusing on myself or on how I'm not as good as someone else. Oh, I don't do this as great as someone else. Like, at the end of the day, like, who gives a rat's bum? You know what I mean? So <laughs> that was, like, not appropriate to I say. I love that. But it's true. <laughs> yeah. And so I have good. to remind myself, like, Beck, who gives a rat's, you know, bum? Literally. Like, at the end of the day, God, like, realign my thoughts to what you th- how you think of me. And help me to see myself how you see me. And help me to know that there is a bigger picture. And there are bigger things at hand that I need to be worrying about and focusing on mm-hmm. and prioritizing than what I'm wearing or how I look or how I smell or whatever, you know. Like, that's yeah. that's where the focus should be. And I think when we realign our, th- our thoughts to focusing on that, focusing on the bigger picture, focusing on what God has for us and what he has called us to do, I think um, we become more content with mm. where we are because it's like, well, we understand that there's a bigger role to play than how I look on social media or how I yeah. dress or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your heart today. It was really beautiful you. Um, hearing you open up and, and believing that this is going to bring a word of encouragement to so many people. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you. <laughs>